There's a story uh, told uh, of Franklin Roosevelt, one of the presidents of the United States, uh, whether the story's true or not, who knows, but the story goes that uh, he often had to endure uh, long receiving lines uh, when he was at the White House. That was lines of people who he had to greet or who were greeting him. And uh, after going through many, many of these greeting lines, he complained that no one really seemed to pay any attention uh, to what was said. It was just a formal greeting and people just wanted to move along to the next thing and nobody was really listening. So one day uh, during a reception, uh, he decided to try an experiment. And to each person who passed down the line, as he shook their hand, he murmured, I murdered my grandmother this morning. (laughs) And the guests all responded with phrases like, marvellous. Uh, Keep up the good work. Uh, We're proud of you. God bless you, sir. They weren't listening to what he said. Uh, The story goes, except that the Bolivian ambassador, who didn't quite know what to say when he heard it, and he he leaned in and he said, I'm sure she had it coming. (laughs) But that little story uh, illustrates that sometimes uh, it's easier to talk than it is to listen, isn't it? We all know this, don't we? Uh, Often when we're listening to someone else, we're really just thinking about what we are going to say next. And our proverb this morning uh, speaks of the importance of how we speak, but also how we listen. And the proverb I'd like to look at uh, this morning is Proverbs uh, chapter 23, and verse 9. It's very short. It's why I didn't use it as the reading this morning. It's Proverbs chapter 23, verse 9. Do not speak in the hearing of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of your words. Do not speak in the hearing of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of your words. And this proverb begs a question uh, right off the bat. Uh, The question is, what is a fool? The prop says we shouldn't speak in the hearing of a fool, so it would be good if we knew what a fool was, or who a fool is. But when you think about it, it's actually not easy uh, to come up with a definition of what a fool is. We all like to think we know what a fool is uh, when we see one. But if you were asked to describe exactly what a fool is, you might struggle. Tragically, for many people, a fool is someone who simply doesn't think the way we do. Uh, If someone doesn't think what we're thinking, then we can label them a fool. But sorry to break it to you, but if that's your definition of a fool, it might just be the case that you are the fool. Because really, that gets to the nub of what a fool is. A fool is someone who does not listen to others. A fool is someone who only listens to their own heart. And the book of Proverbs says this time and time again. I've just picked three examples, and there are many, many more. We read some of them in the passage a little earlier. Uh, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7 says, Fools despise wisdom and instruction, 
Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15 says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he who heeds counsel, advice, is wise. Uh, Proverbs 18, verse 2 says it precisely. It says, A fool has no delight in understanding, but in expressing his own heart. Ever met anyone like that? Perhaps if you're honest, you realize you're perhaps like that yourself, at least sometimes. In short, a fool is someone who does not want to understand. They are simply interested in their own opinion, in their own heart. They're interested in sharing what they have, but they're not interested in understanding better so their knowledge might grow. Uh, In the book of Proverbs, uh, the fool is chiefly the person who doesn't listen to God. Uh, They're full of their own opinions and thoughts, but they don't pause to listen to what God says. As perhaps the most famous verse in Proverbs says, uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Uh, The book of Proverbs says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So a fool, first and foremost, is someone who will not listen to God, who thinks they can make their way through life by themselves, or at least without any reference to their creator. But it's not just that. Uh, A fool is also shown in their relationships with others, other human beings. The book of Proverbs also says, in a multitude of counselors, there is wisdom. We have to listen to other people. Uh, If you just rely on your own understanding, you will go astray. We have to invite the thoughts and the wisdom and the knowledge of others. Uh, It's sad to say, but churches can be breeding grounds for fools. And the reason is because churches are full of people, and we all have our own opinions, but we can be tempted to rubber stamp our opinions with the seal of God's authority. Uh, It's possible to be convinced we are following God when actually we're just following our own heart, and we're trying to put God on our side and to give what we think God's seal of approval. This is why we need to be prepared to listen, chiefly to God's words, so God can correct our thinking, but also to other wise people who who themselves listen to God's word, so that when we're thinking wrongly, we can be put right and be put in a straight path. This explains uh, why this proverb says, do not speak in the hearing of a fool. Because a fool is someone who doesn't want to know. They don't want to understand. They're obsessed with their own thoughts, but they don't care what the people have to say. And as Proverbs 1 verse 22 says, fools hate knowledge. Fools hate knowledge. So if you share your wisdom with a fool, they're not going to receive it because they're a fool. They hate what you're sharing with them. So the proverb says, do not speak in the hearing of a fool. 
for he will despise the wisdom of your words. Uh, Talking to a fool is like talking to a brick wall, almost literally. Uh, They're not hearing what you're saying. They don't want to hear what you're saying. We like to think, don't we, that if only we can give the right argument, or if we can say it in the right way, with the right tone of voice, or if we can catch them at the right moment, then we can convince them. But God's word says that if someone doesn't want to know, they won't know. Until they gain that receptive heart which wants to understand, they will despise the wisdom of your words. Proverbs 14, verse 7 says, Go from the presence of a foolish man when you do not perceive in him the lips of knowledge. It says you're wasting your time. It's a waste of time speaking to a foolish person who doesn't want to listen. Now, but you might ask, well, why don't people, why don't we sometimes not want to understand Surely we all want wisdom, don't we? We all want knowledge. Surely we all want to understand better how to live in whatever avenue of life. Well, the reason people don't want to understand is because of ALF. A-L-F. There's three reasons, basic reasons, why people don't want to understand. first one begins with A. second one begins with L. The third one begins with F. And the first one is arrogance. People don't want to listen to others because they're proud. Uh, They're convinced that whatever you have to say to them isn't relevant because they know. They've got their opinion. And that is all that matters. And arrogance prevents them listening. Uh, For others, it's laziness. Uh, Thinking can be hard, can't it? (laughs) Listening can be hard. It requires effort. It requires toil. And some people just don't want to go through the effort of listening to what someone else has to say. Far easier to simply spew your own opinions. The third reason is fear. Some people are afraid that their opinions won't stand the strain of listening to someone else. We're afraid that maybe what we think isn't actually the case. And if we listen to someone else, that might be exposed. So we prefer to live in ignorant bliss rather than have our faulty beliefs exposed. So it's arrogance, it's laziness or fear can stop us listening to what people have to say. But the Bible is very clear. We cannot afford to do that. Mainly, we cannot afford to do that in terms of God. Uh, We have to listen to what God says. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. But we also cannot afford to ignore each other. Uh, We have to listen to the people God puts in our lives. Not all of them. We have to sift people's words. We have to test what people say by scripture. But we mustn't ignore them. We mustn't ignore the wisdom of others. So the rest of this time this morning, I want to look at how we put this proverb into uh, practice in our lives. 
Uh, let me read it again. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 9. Do not speak in the hearing of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of your words. Now, what does that look like in our everyday lives? What does it look like tomorrow morning? What does it look like uh, at work? What does it look like at home? Uh, what does it look like to not speak in the hearing of a fool? Now, well, number one, we need to make sure that we are not the fools ourselves. Uh, fools don't want to hear wisdom. They don't want to understand better. So our first step is we must avoid being that sort of person. We must seek understanding ourselves. Uh, before we worry about the foolishness of others, we need to be teachable and eager to learn ourselves. We need to understand what we think and why we think it and be willing to accept if we are wrong. Uh, Proverbs chapter 28, verse 26 says, He who trusts his own heart is a fool, but whoever walks wisely will be delivered. And that's a timely message for this society, isn't it? You know, the society we live in. He who trusts his, in his own heart is a fool. That's what scripture says. Uh, if only people in our society took those words to heart. And there's a very simple rule that we can follow here. Uh, if you don't know about a subject, if you don't know about a topic, if your knowledge is lacking in a certain area, don't talk about it, <laughs> except to ask questions to understand better. Uh, seriously, if we did that, so many arguments, so many disagreements, so much heartache would be avoided if we didn't spew opinions about things that we don't really know about. Seek to understand before you share your own opinions. Uh, you might say, but I feel strongly about it. Doesn't matter. Perhaps you say, I've got a strong intuition about something. It doesn't matter. You might say, but so-and-so told me. It doesn't matter. Until you know the facts yourselves, until you have a good understanding of a subject, don't spew your opinions about it. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 13 says, He who answers a matter before he hears it, it is a folly and shame to him. Uh, haven't we all been tempted to do that sometimes? We hear a situation. We hear of, of a, um, someone, something someone said, and immediately we jump to a conclusion, and we want to vent and rage about it, perhaps. God's word says, pause. He who answers a matter before he hears it, it is folly and shame to him. We need to hear both sides of a story. You can't just listen to one person and their grievance without hearing what the other person has to say as well. Because you might discover that the story takes on a whole new light when you see it from the other person's point of view. Uh, it reminds me of a story uh, I heard about uh, Chuck Swindoll. You might remember Chuck Swindoll was a famous preacher of the last century. And 
Uh, he described how uh, he was getting, uh, his diary was getting too clogged up with engagements and appointments, and he was starting to get very anxious and tense and wasn't having time for his family, and he was snapping at his wife and his children, and he would wolf down his food at mealtimes and would feel Im irritated by any unexpected um, interruptions, even by his own family. And he says, before long, uh, things around our home started reflecting the pattern of my hurry-up style. It was becoming unbearable. Then he relates this story of what happened to him at the dinner table. He says, I distinctly remember after supper one evening the words of our younger daughter, Colleen. Uh, she wanted to tell me something important that had happened to her at school that day. And she began hurriedly, Daddy, I want to tell you something, and I'll tell you really, really fast. Realising her frustration, I answered, Honey, you can tell me. You don't have to tell me really fast. Say it slowly. And he said, I'll never forget her answer. She said, then listen slowly. <laughs> That's good advice for everyone. Listen slowly. Don't listen quickly. Be slow to give judgment until you have full understanding. That's the first step to obeying or listening to the wisdom of this proverb. Be slow to listen, slow in listening. Seek understanding. Don't judge things too quickly. Don't be a fool yourself. But secondly, be prepared to give understanding. Give knowledge. Now, one of the best gifts we can give to anyone is knowledge. Uh, I don't know if you remember, uh, in the Gospels, it says that Jesus uh, saw the crowds in front of him and they were like sheep without a shepherd. And this was just before he fed them, I believe, if I've got the passage right. And he saw them and he said he had compassion on them and so he taught them. That's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> you'd think you'd think it would say he had compassion on them, so he fed them. Or he gave them something. Well, he did, but he gave them knowledge. He gave them understanding because he had compassion on them. And that's why we should share wisdom and understanding with others. Uh, if we see someone walking down a foolish, dangerous path, it's compassion to say to them, stop, the way you're going is dangerous. Uh, we may not always want to do it. Uh, we're afraid of how they might respond. But that is what love looks like. We don't share knowledge to make ourselves feel clever. That's why a lot of people share knowledge. They quote people and they use big words sometimes only to look good in the eyes of others. They don't necessarily really care about the people in front of them. But when we share wisdom, when we share knowledge, we should do it with the desire to build people up, to turn them away from a dangerous path, to teach them what is right and what is good and what is lovely. Uh, that's what our desire should be. Uh, this proverb says, do not speak in the hearing of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of your words. But the reality is, uh, until you share some degree of wisdom with someone, you won't know if they are a fool or not. Uh, this proverb isn't saying we should prejudge people and say, well, that's a fool, I'm not going to speak to them. Now, you don't know that. You never know that until you actually talk to someone 
yourself. Then you can make the judgment whether they are being foolish or not. But we need to be first prepared to share what wisdom we have with others and then decide what to do when they, based on what they do with the knowledge that we give them. Uh, It's very dangerous (laughs) to label someone a fool before we know that they are. If we do that, we are just showing ourselves to be a fool ourselves. So that's the second thing we must do. We must be prepared to show understanding and to share, should I say, knowledge with other people. If we see someone going down a path which is dangerous or wrong or stupid, we should have the love and the compassion to say, stop. There's a better way. And we should take courage to do that. But thirdly and lastly, we also need to be prepared to move along if they don't accept what we have to say. We should watch to see how people take the wise things we say to them, assuming that they are wise. Uh, We should be listening and watching to see how they respond to it. Uh, You might remember how Jesus taught his disciples when they were sent out to preach the gospel. And he said, go from city to city. And he said, go to one house and share the gospel. And if they will not hear you, Uh, shake off the dust of your feet and move on to the next house. And what Jesus is teaching there is don't continue to try and persuade someone who will not listen to what you have to say. Move on to someone else who might listen. That's what it means to shake off the dust of our feet. This doesn't mean that we give up all hope on someone who doesn't, listen, who doesn't listen to what we have to say if we're correcting them in some way. Uh, some people need time. Some people don't understand immediately. But what this proverb is teaching is that the point isn't that we need a new argument, or if only we said it better, or if only we explained the truth more clearly, then they would change. No, this proverb's saying... The problem is with their heart. If we share the truth with someone and they don't receive it, then the problem lies in them. And there's nothing we can do by ourselves to change that person's heart. We share the truth, and if people will not accept it, we have to move along. Don't think that you have the power to change a fool's heart. Ultimately, ultimately only God has that power. We share the truth, and then we move on. Uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 6, uh, teaches this same truth from the words of Jesus himself. Uh, Jesus says, Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you in pieces. He says, Don't give what is holy to dogs. Don't waste your time beating your head against a brick wall. Uh, If someone is not listening to you, then as this proverb says, do not speak in the hearing of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of your words. Speak the truth and leave the rest with God. Uh, Jesus himself modelled this uh, in his own earthly ministry. Uh, Do you remember the rich young ruler? Uh, The rich young ruler came to Jesus and 
appeared willing to listen. Uh, He came to Jesus and said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And to cut a long story short, Jesus ends up saying to him, sell your goods to the poor. Uh, Give your goods to the poor. Sell what you have. Take up your cross and follow me, in essence, is what he said. And we're told that the the rich man went away sad because he had many possessions. He had a greater love for his possessions than he did for Jesus. But Jesus didn't run after him. Jesus didn't go running up and say, oh, no, wait, 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 let's negotiate. Uh, Let's make a better deal. No, Jesus let him walk away because Jesus had told him what he needed to hear. And now it was up for him, up to him to respond. It was up to him to do with that information what he ought to do. There was nothing more, humanly speaking, that Jesus could do, as I say, from a human perspective. We share the truth and we leave the results up to God. Don't cast your pearls before swine. There's another even more sobering example in the Bible. Do you remember King Herod? Uh, We're told that King Herod used to listen to what John the Baptist used to say. And we're told that he heard him gladly. Uh, But then, foolishly, Herod uh, made a foolish oath and he ended up executing John the Baptist. And we're told that when Jesus stood before King Herod, Jesus didn't say a word. Jesus wouldn't say a word to King Herod because King Herod had silenced, as it were, God's voice. That's a sobering reminder to all of us. If you hear words of wisdom, whether from the mouth of other people or from Scripture itself, and you ignore it, there will come a point where God will stop speaking to you. He will no longer cast his pearls before you. Uh, C.S. Lewis once said, and I think there's truth to this, uh, he said there are two sorts of people in the world. There are those who say to God, your will be done, and there are those to whom God says, fine, have it your way. Again, a sobering truth. If we don't listen to what God has to say, there will come a point where he will stop saying it. That's why Hebrews chapter 3 says, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Do not harden your heart when you hear wisdom. So those are the three uh, lessons for us this morning from this proverb uh, when it comes to speaking and listening. First, seek understanding yourself. Don't be a fool. Don't be interested only in your own opinion, but listen to the wisdom of others, mainly the wisdom of God's word. Secondly, uh, share knowledge, share understanding. When you see someone going down a dangerous path, don't just say, it's not my problem. Show love, show compassion, seek to point them in God's path. But lastly, be prepared to move along when people despise your words. Uh, Don't keep casting pearls before swine. Move on to someone who will listen and pray to God that their heart would change. And only God ultimately can do that.
Only God can turn fools into wise people. And let's pray that he would. And with those thoughts in mind, let's close with our final hymn, uh, number 762. And this hymn is uh, a prayer for each and every one of us, uh, that we wouldn't be a foolish person, but that we would listen to what Christ has to say to us, that we wouldn't resist him, that we wouldn't harden our hearts against him, but that we would be receptive to what he teaches us. So 762, teach me thy way, O Lord, teach me thy way. Thy gracious aid afford, teach me thy way. Help me to walk aright, more by faith, less by sight. Lead me with heavenly light, teach me thy way. So let's stand to sing 762.